Welcome back to Down for the Count. This is part two of our two-part episode this week. This is going to be exclusively covering Jeff Hardy. There may be some other tidbits in there. But for the most part, we are going to focus on him and the situation between him, his relationship with alcohol, mm-hmm. and what he did in Florida to get arrested and everything in between. We're going to cover all that information and make sure you guys have all of it so you can get a clear understanding of our opinion and what we think about it. We are aware of Webby Hardy's TikToks where someone called her an enabler and then she went on to explain how she was and her husband were doing everything they could to protect Jeff from himself. With all that being said, this episode can be triggering for some people, so I advise you if you are a former addict or you know someone who's an addict that they try not to listen to this episode, Mm -hmm. if it could be triggering for them. I fully understand that there are some things Mm -hmm. that just are not meant for everyone, and with the harshness of the conversation, we have to try to be a little bit more sensitive to others and a little more tough love with with others so with all that being said i hope you guys enjoy this episode despite the mm-hmm. grim content and i'll see you guys in there all right we got the final we got the final oh, okay, baby. Oh, we got the, we got the final story nicole's cat is not a fan of brett baker apparently okay well, the way real on. recognizes real, real recognizes fake too. Stop. <laughs> just cutting up today. I can't with her. <laughs> Don's all mad and he's not on the podcast. Don, you sick. You sick. Oh yeah. my lord. He's a bit under the weather. Don should be mad. Rico asked to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, I didn't he purposely exclude. He asked. He knows. He just whatever. Okay, so <laughs> let's just get into Jeff's story. I'm gonna try and t- break this down so everybody can get a clear understanding of what's going on here with Jeffrey. Okay, so Jeff Hardy was arrested and booked on three charges. Okay. He was arrested Monday and booked on, hold on a second, violating restrictions placed on his driver's license, driving with a suspended or revoked license. And the final one, which is the felony, is he was driving under the influence of, uh, in, um, under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Um, this is his third of this particular charge within the last 10 years, so it is a felony charge. The other two charges are two misdemeanor, second-degree misdemeanor charges. What happened was he was driving down the road, and he was driving erratically, swerving in and out, and so pedestrians and people looked and called the police. And the police came out, they stopped him, and they said when they got to his car, he was confused and um, seemed to be in a bit of a stupor. They pulled him out, administered the test, he failed because he could not stand up to actually do the test. So for fear of him falling over, they decided to not administer the test. They moved into the breathalyzer. Matt Hardy blew a .294 the first time. Second time, he blew a .291. The legal limit... Jeff Hardy. 
I apologize. It's Jeff. The legal limit in Florida is 0 0.08. So he was well over the legal four. limit of, he was, yeah, he was almost four times over the legal limit to drive um, a vehicle. He was booked and arraigned. He was booked in the county. He did try to bond himself out. It was a $3,500 bond. And he was in custody Monday all the way up until today. He was supposed to have a court date today at 1.30. And I was looking to see if anybody had gotten information on that, and that has not been reported. So I'll so, have to wait and see what happened at his court date. I'm not sure. Now, okay, so on, after, on, on the court date thing, I, I don't mean to interrupt. On the court date thing, um, it was canceled. Don't know why it was canceled, but it was canceled. That means he's still in custody. Um, if he didn't have the court date, then he's still there unless he got bailed and bonded out. Otherwise, he um, he was in custody, as far as I know. So they, Alexis said it was canceled, so he's not in custody anymore. Well, he's not um, going to have the court date as of right now. I don't know when he will have it. If it will be pushed back, I'm not sure. Now, everybody was very concerned because they wanted to understand how Tony Khan was going to respond to this. And um, he did. He responded very swiftly. Jeff Hardy had been suspended from AEW without pay. Um, and if he ever wants to wrestle for AEW again, he has to go through treatment, to which he agreed to do. Um, let me read what the what Tony Khan posted, if I can fucking find it. Okay, so Tony Khan posted this to Twitter. It seems that's where they handle most of their businesses on Twitter. Mm, Whatever, it'd be my It says we're able, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for his substance abuse issues, to which he indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. He then posted um, a message for a national helpline with a number, and he ended that with his All Elite Wrestling name and moniker. Um, Matt Hardy also issued a statement um, via his Twitter. <laughs> he said, and I quote, it was disheartening to hear the news about my brother. Recovery isn't a linear process, and I'll continue doing whatever I can to help my brother be healthy. Being healthy and well is the most important thing for Jeff and his wife and his children and our family at this time. Now, Rebby Hardy posted on her TikTok prior to the word of the suspension coming down. She posted herself praying that her husband doesn't get hurt in the match. And then at the end, she had um, the Tiger King with Jeff Hardy's name in front of him at the end of the TikTok. Now, a lot of people thought it was funny, but it was very interesting to me, the reaction to what Jeff Hardy did um, on his downtime in AEW compared to what he did in WWE and how they reacted. So, my thing is this. First of all, Revy Hardy, if he is the type of kid, then bitch, you are Carol Baskins. 
okay? And that ain't good. Um, and now, Hardy, you might want to watch out because Carol Bassett, first of the day, and I think she's working on this second, okay? Just saying, some tigers. <laughs> anyway, the interesting thing to me is when Jeff left WWE and he started, he left in the middle of that match. And all of us was calling him unprofessional. And a lot of y'all was sitting up here talking about, it's his mental health. He has mental health issues. WWE is not the place for him to be. Okay, then what are you going to say now? Because Jeff had a match scheduled for Wednesday. Triple threat ladder match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Which, from my understanding, they were supposed to win. So is it unprofessional that he jeopardized an entire match for all the fans to see for his brother? Is that unprofessional? That he got caught driving while under the influence three times over the legal limit? Say it a little louder for the people in the back. Is that is that unprofessional enough for you? But Tony Khan's going to save his ass because he's going to offer him help. When WWE offered to put him in rehab too. But he had to prove he that he was and he was like, Oh no, I'm gonna do that. No, I don't I don't have to do that. And that's something that I, I wanted to talk about because if I remember, didn't Jeff Hardy say that he went and got a drug test through a third party and then WWE didn't accept it because they wanted to drug test them drug test him themselves. And that's what mm-hmm. he that's what he refused. I'm, Did that I not happen? So, yes. Okay. I, I, from my understanding, he refused the drug test. WWE offered entirely. Yeah. And then after that, it was like a month or two later, Matt Hardy jumps up and says he took a drug test and he's sick. Because I just, I remember that being a thing of like, he went and took a drug test on
And I'm going to also, and like I said, like, this is going to sound really mean. I mean, I wish Jeff the best. He don't care about his life, so I'm not going to care about it anymore. Me too. It's tough love, baby. That's, that's when, when the he news... Does care. He does that, not that care about his life. Chat. He yeah. does not care about his well-being. He does not care about, obviously, being there for his children, being there for his wife. Um, hopefully, trying to be there for his dad. Oh, well, no, their dad died. Never mind. Um, why do I think <laughs> if he was still living? Um, he wants to be there for his, his nephews, his nieces. His yeah, kids, his nephews, his, his nieces. Obviously, you don't. And um, I think Big Titty Taryn, shout out to her. I feel like the second shout out of the show. She, I think she tweeted, she was like, he don't care. She was like, he thinks he's fine. So he's not ever going to like receptively get help until he thinks he's not fine. And she's like, that is what it is. And that's why I said, like, I don't care about his well-being anymore because he does not care about his well-being. And that's I mean, something that's that I, I said when uh, Tiff sent the news in the group chat. I was like, you know what? I was like, sorry to this man and his fans because this isn't like news that you want to hear. I'm like, but we literally told you so. Like, not to be, you know, like, and I remember when the news broke of him being let go and him turning down rehab, I was like, I remember people were on my ass about that. Being mm-hmm. like, how dare, people were yeah. saying that WWE was in the wrong for just assuming that he relapsed. They were like, they need to have trust with him. They need to do this. They need to do that. I'm like, excuse no. you. I'm like, he's a drug addict. He's an addict. <laughs> and this is why I asked to be on the podcast because I don't have experience with, with addiction personally. I know people who have, but that's not my story. What I do have experience with is eating disorders. And I've pointed out that there's like a lot of like interlapping things with that because once you become an addict or once you develop an eating disorder, you kind of stick with it for the rest of your life. It doesn't go away. And so something that I want to drive home with that is that when it comes to an addict relapsing or someone with an eating disorder relapsing, nine times out of 10, they know what they're doing. They're aware what they're doing. Because it's, you know, the first time around, you don't know because you just fall into it and it's whatever. But once you get clean, and you start relapsing, you're aware of what you're doing. And so what Nicole says of, he doesn't care about his life, so why should I? That's something that I think we all kind of need to take note of. He does not care. And I, and I bet you he's aware of what he's doing. And he just won't get help because he doesn't want the help. And you can't help someone who doesn't want to be saved. And um. so, like, when, and so I'm just like, looking at the situation and I remember I was when people were saying that WWE needed to trust him I'm like it doesn't matter who he is how respected he is or what kind of you know acclaim his name has the minute they suspected they saw the minute that we all saw that him leave the ring like that we all were under the impression that something was wrong and that we all knew something was was up that was victory road era jeff hardy at that point if y'all know what i'm talking about yeah and then when the news broke of like oh you know like you know WWE offered him rehab and he refused so he was released everyone was like you know oh well what what was it that people were saying that like oh WWE just let that news out so they could get on the good side of the press or whatever like they could like paint him in a bad light i'm like do y'all not know how addiction functions or how anything of that extent functions they did what 
any smart corporation would do. And if anything, most corporations wouldn't take that chance. They would have fired him on the spot. They at least had the decency to offer him rehab, which he refused. And then he, you know, tucked tail and ran to AW that lets him do whatever the fuck he wants. And now look where we're at right now. All those people sticking up for him got egg on their face. My thing is, is that I sort of blame AEW because you have him, they would have, they've been having him in these crazy matches. Obviously, his body's in pain as it is, but putting himself right back to this pain. And that also is tempting for him to, what, go back to his coping mechanisms that he does to deal with his pain. Exactly. And that's something that Tiff has touched on. Because that's all they care about. Exactly. And I remember when we were talking about Jeff before, like in his final like year in AEW, when Tiff would, you know, when people would come into Tiff's lives and be like, oh, well, they're misusing Jeff. They're not using him to his best. And Tiff would tell these people, they're like, listen, he's in his last years. He's older now. And then the years of excessive substance abuse have worn him down even more. And so now he's in there. He's beating up his body day in and day out. He can't cope with anything because in order to be clean, he can't take painkillers. He can't take the edge off with alcohol. He can't do that because anything can trigger him. So he has to go in that ring, take all those bumps, and he can't take anything for the pain or else risk relapse. So, yeah, they're not going to use him for all the crazy matches because they can't because it's a risk to him. But then he goes to AW and does all these ex- super extreme matches. And now look at that. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. irresponsible. I partially blame Matt for this too. I, I'm sorry, but Matt Hardy yep. should have known better. He's the one who's been enticing him to come over there. Oh, come over here. We're having a great time, bro. Yeah. Now, I'm not blaming him for him putting the alcohol in his body. That was just decision. He did that for himself. But I saw Darby Allen jump off of a 50-foot ladder onto your brother onto some chairs. I, I mean, you're not exactly credible either, Matthew, when it comes to matches either, because you're, you know, you're falling on fucking concrete, busting your shit. Sammy Guevara's taking you out in the middle of a match. <sighs> Y'all reckless as hell, and y'all are closer to your 50s than you think. Your body is literally a 70 to 80-year-old man's body at this fucking point. And y'all still out here trying to hang with these kids for what? You have nothing to prove. And I I generally just don't get it. But the point, Jeff Hardy and Matt both, it's not just substance abuse. This is an addiction to the fame of wrestling. And being out there in that crowd and hearing all the roars, you're addicted to that too. You need to give it up. Nicole's not being mean when she says she don't care about you because you don't care about yourself. That's a fair statement because you don't care about yourself. This is the third time in 10 years that your ass is out here driving drunk. You could have killed somebody. Thank God that you didn't hurt nobody while you was out there because you could have killed yourself. Or somebody else could be dead because of your recklessness. It's time out for people sitting up here trying to pet you, talking about mental health. Well, you don't give a fuck about nobody else, so I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care about none of that. If you cared about your mental health, you would be taking care of yourself better than this. 
but you doing whatever you can to subsidize whatever you want to do. So you get your ass back out there in that ring and wrestle because that's all you care about. And you motherfucking fans that keep enabling this bullshit, y'all part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the issue. Because as soon as they saw his broken school sessions thing. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, because thank you, but when I was like looking at his broken skull session, when he was when he did it post or was it broken skull session when he did his interview after leaving WWE, and he pretty much said "fuck WWE," and then when I saw you know the things that Matt were saying, the thing that his wife was saying, I just knew it was all bullshit because again, like I have I have done this dance myself of when a relapse happens, and the thing and like I said, they know what they're doing. They're aware of their actions. And the more you question them of like, are you doing this again? Is this happening again? The more they sink their heels in and say, no, I'm perfectly fine. They're, everyone is crazy for, you know, doubting me or questioning me. I am perfectly fine. I, I've seen this dance before. And I was, and just seeing everyone else just fall for it. I'm just like, are y'all kidding me? Like this man is not okay. Because just a few months ago, it was all sunshine and roses. What changed? And so I'm just like, I'm looking at this now and I'm like, I don't care how big of a fan I used to be of him. I don't care how much his wrestling inspired me. Like Nicole said, you know, we all told you guys so. We all said something was off. Something in the milk wasn't clean. And he clearly does not care about his life, about other people's lives. He's intent on ruining it himself. And we just have to stand by and watch because that's all we can fucking do. You know what? You know what makes it even worse is that Nicole was getting heat. I was getting it, Alexis and Rico. I put on Twitter that a lot of y'all are all in y'all feelings about WWE doing what they did, but they did what they thought was necessary. One, to protect their business and the superstars that work for them, and two, to protect him from himself. You motherfuckers was on Twitter coming at my neck, writing fucking saunas and goddamn whole diatribes about how mental health is more important and you have to do what you have to do so that you can take care of yourself. Well, his ass wasn't taking care of himself. And you know what else? I don't believe for a minute that he was clean while he was wrestling. Nope. I don't believe that. Y'all looking real ignorant right about now. You looking real dumb. About the face because you're sitting up here defending a man who is honestly doing what he knows is going to kill him. It's essentially him continuing to wrestle is going to put him in his grave. God forbid that something like that happens, but that is a part of the reason why I don't like Ric Flair wrestling no more either. He can't hang up the boots either. He addicted to it too because without wrestling, then he just Richard Fleer. He ain't Rick Flair no more. And he don't know how to separate the two. And I don't think Jeff Hardy know how to do it either. I don't think Matt know how to do it either. You don't know how to survive without being in front of the roar of that crowd. You don't want to be behind the scenes. You could be at home getting your wrestling company off the ground in terms of building superstars. <laughs> it ain't got to be the next Matt and Jeff. They're going to be who they are, but you could be helping to structure the talent that goes wherever they want to go. Through y'all wrestling school, you could be creating a whole new company, doing whatever you want to do. 
but you so focused on keeping your hands on this little reign of all of this fame and admiration, you don't even realize that you have already put yourself on the pedestal of being an icon, but you're ruining it because of your selfishness. Mm-hmm. And like I said, all you fucking fans who keep enabling this shit, this is part of your, partially your fault too. And this goes to show that, like, because everyone, a lot of people are saying that, like, oh, you need to separate the art from the artist. This isn't something you can separate because when you look, when, you know, in like three years from now and or whenever Jeff and Matt Hardy decide to retire, we're going to look back on their careers and you can't talk about their careers without talking about how their substance abuse got in the way or put them on the shelf or or interfered and they had to step away for a bit. It is directly interfering in not just their careers, but their legacy. You know, you can't, you can, you will never be able to talk about Jeff Hardy without mentioning instances like this. This isn't shit you can erase. And if they're, you know, and they're determined to cling on to the fame and the prestige and the, the nostalgia of their names, but they're actively tainting it. And it's, 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 it's just upsetting. Because when I was younger, I had the fucking D- the three pack DVD of the Hardy Boys, and here I am, about to be twenty in like two months, and having you know, and it's the cycles repeating. So, it's just sad, sad situation. He just needs to get his shit together. Like my God, he's old. At his big age, yeah, literally together. <laughs> At your big age, get together. Like it's like life or death, like Jesus Christ. All, all I want to do is look that man right in the face and just scream at him. What the? fuck are you doing you dumb motherfucker I have been a Hardy Boys fan I am an OG Hardy Boys fan I have been in love with Jeff Hardy since my sophomore year of high school I had his picture all over my room I was convinced I was going to be the future Mrs. Jeff Hardy. I love this man more than anything. And now I have nothing but disgust for him. Meeting him all those years ago and like finally able to tell my fucking hero, the guy who inspired me, the guy who fucking finally made it like if you're a weirdo accept your weirdness be your fly your freak flag you know it, it's cool to do that and I was able to say that to his face and I cried saying it in front of him because without Jeff Hardy I wouldn't be here right now take that as what you will but I wouldn't be here right now and I know he has his demons Every person has their demons. Not everybody is as strong. But you need to get your goddamn shit together. You have two 
beautiful little girl who needs their dad, especially in this fucked up world that we're living in, that everybody just seems to be hating women for no goddamn reason. You got a fucking wife who loves you and for some reason is standing by your dumb ass. After everything that's been said and done and that you have done, she's still with you. That means she must love you. She must have some sort of patience to deal with you. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm about to cry, but this is coming from the fucking heart. And Matt and Reddy, I saw a thing on Twitter today where it said, Matt Hardy will drag his brother's dead body a la weekend at Bernie's just to keep getting a paycheck. He don't care about his brother. He he don't care about his fucking brother. And let me tell you something, Rebby Hardy, if you fucking listen, you don't have any room to fucking talk. You are a cheap ass piece of shit slut. And the only thing you're good at is being a hardy boy baby maker. So why don't you fucking shut up, lay on your back, and do your goddamn job? Yikes. Ooh, lay. No, I... Oh, my God. How stupid are you? I just want to ask him, how stupid is he? You were saying you weren't getting what you needed. You didn't need to do anymore in WWE. You did it. You could have gone out on top. You could have gone out on top, man. They would have gave you the big send-off. They would have gave you the match with Roman Reigns. They would have gave you the big send-off. And you would be remembered. But instead, you want to throw a temper tantrum at a house show. And you show up. If you weren't so angry, why did you show up to begin with? And you know what? Y'all have to apologize to Nicole because around this time, Tony Storm did almost the same exact thing. But y'all didn't, y'all didn't come for us when we talked about Tony. You called her unprofessional. You called her a bunch of dirty names. But Jeff Hardy does it. Oh, he's tired. Oh, he has mental issues. I'm not defending Tony Storm. But y'all were, y'all came for Tony Storm, but Jeff did the same. And this is coming from a Hardy Boy fan. Jeff did the same exact goddamn thing, but y'all didn't come for Jeff Hardy as hard as he did for Tony Storm. And Jeff did it worse, too. Because Tony left out of the show. Tony, he did it in the middle of the show. So when he did that, I thought of Victory Rose. If you've been watching TNA or Impact, you know which you know which one I'm talking about. It was that match with him and Sting, where he came out high as shit. How many more chances are you gonna get, Jeff? How many more? Fucking, don't get that many. How many more? As many as nostalgia will allow. Well, I can't. I'm, then I'm out. I'm I'm out because I cannot fucking sit here and watch someone who has such a big fucking influence on my life and I have dealt with people in my family who are addicts I have seen what they've gone through I have seen the withdrawals I have seen them fall back into bad habits I have seen them trying to get by in life and function as normal human beings as much as they can, because they have that dread, they have that ghost that follows them around wherever they go, waiting for them to fuck up. 
to have that one cigarette or to do some drugs or do something or to, to drink or whatever. And I, I can't fucking defend you anymore, Jeff. I knew something was up with you when you did that. You weren't happy. So why the fuck do you even show up? And then you go to AEW because your brother's telling you it's the land of milk and honey and you can do whatever you want. So you come out there still wearing the same shit that you've been wearing for the last goddamn 20 something years of your career. Sorry. I'm sorry. Doing shit that you shouldn't be doing. And then what happened? You build this matchup. Here's another thing that no one seems to be understanding. You have a concussion. Why the fuck were you yes. drinking much less driving yourself? Yes, he gained a concussion when he had some match. But you, you out here drinking and you're driving by yourself while suffering under concussion, a concussion. Who let you out of the house? Who did not hide your fucking car keys? Because I'll tell you this, I don't care. Your wife, I don't know what, what thing you got going on with your life. I would have left your ass years ago. You want to put that over your wife. You want to put that over your children. You honestly, and then you're, out, then you're out here drunk with a concussion, and you could have killed somebody. Somebody could have mm-hmm, been yep. to their family. Someone may not be going home to their dog. Someone may not be going home to their husband, their girlfriend, their wife. Even hell, <laughs> side chick, you would have killed somebody who meant something to someone else. You're fucking trash, Jeff. And I want you to hear the sound of my voice. It is not disappointment anymore. I'm done with you. This is how you want your legacy to be? enjoy your fucking legacy of trash because I no longer want to be a Hardy Boys fan. I no longer want to support you. You can fuck off. You're in the same category as Jimmy Havoc now. And I don't fuck off there. Sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional there. No, I get it. It's an emotional no, time. Girl, this is your show. Why are it's you apologizing? Fine. Hold up. I mean, it, 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 I'm totally apologizing. Really Force some habit for her. I'm really trying. She's very upset. I'm really. I don't happy. understand why you feel like you can't. You're not allowed to feel any emotions when you feel like somebody you idolize let you down. I'm just gonna tell you, he's a yeah, human being, a not a superhero. <laughs> it, I understand. I'm not. Here's the thing. No one is saying you're not allowed to feel how you feel. That's fine. What I want you to do is to not put someone up on a pedestal so you don't have to feel like this again. Because I know that that hurts. And it doesn't matter if he knows that or not. It all goes back to what Nicole said. He has to care enough about himself. Because your, your love and admiration is not enough. He has so many people who ride for him, regardless of the bullshit that he does. They still feel his comments, and they still scream when he comes out, and that still is not enough 
to keep him from doing what he does to damn near kill himself. That is not enough. So if he, if you don't love yourself, who, how do you expect me to be able to love you? I, I'm going to be honest. I, I liked Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy when I was a kid. I enjoyed both of them as wrestlers. But I am not as invested in them as I would be, say, Yanka or um, Naomi or Sasha's arrived because to me, I've seen them have their moments and they didn't affect me as much, but they were cool as shit. They revolutionized tag team wrestling. They were awesome. I don't take anything from them, but it doesn't affect me the way that it affects you. So I don't, I don't have the same feelings about it. If this was somebody like Sasha out here, you know, fucking herself up with drugs and shit, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, bitch, what is you doing? Like, where are you, what are you doing? If, I, if Bianca did that, at where she's at right now, think about it. Bianca, one of the top women in the, in the, in the company. If she goes and starts taking drugs and fucks herself up, that is high-key disappointing. All the little girls who be running around dressing like her, making their hair long like her. Some of these girls make their own costumes to look like her. And that's rare because most Black women don't even get to look at the fucking title, let alone hold it for the length of time that Bianca has been able to do it. And you throw all that shit away just because you want to get high. I would be highly disappointed and very, very pissed off because to me, she is setting the tone for the next girls behind her. Jeff Hardy just, he, he just living in his moment. He's doing what he wants to do. And unfortunately for you as a fan, that means you don't get to see Jeff Hardy wrestle at his best, even if he's old. You don't get to see that. You don't get to see Jeff Hardy be the number, the guy he used to be because he's, he's never going to be that guy. And that's another reason why he, he's problematic too because he's still trying to live in those glory days and he can't do that. There's no way you're going to be jumping off the top rope of fucking rings every week and your body's going to be able to take that shit and be okay with it. He's got to learn when it's time to hang up the boots. He's got to go sit down. Him and his brother need this. It's it's just like it all. I mean, and I I never defended Jeff. I'm gonna say that I never defended anytime he fucked anything up. I just be like, what the fuck, Jeff? Get your shit together. And when Tiff would have her live, and they people would start, oh, Jeff needs to be universal. Jeff don't need to be universal champion. Y'all are out here always saying you want new blood, but you want fucking Jeff Hardy to be universal champion. And I would say that, and that's what Tiff would mean by, like, all of us getting the fucking smoke. And half of them, and no offense, Rico, but half of these people who are coming for me, y'all weren't even alive when the Hardy Boys first started. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm gatekeeping, but y'all are like, you don't know the heart motherfucker. I watched the Hardy Boys on Shotgun Saturday night when they wore those ugly-ass yellow tights that Matt made at last minute. Don't try me. Do not fucking try me. And I just, I can't keep 
you know, it comes to a point in time where I know I really thought this time he had shit beat, but I don't know, man. I mean, I had a lot of fucking vices that weren't healthy for me. I never really did drugs, but I did drink a lot before Harley was around, both me and Daryl. But, you know, as soon as she fucking came around, guess what? It's time to grow up. It's time to put bullshit aside. You have a person, like a, a potato, that's basically, <clears throat> that is depending on you. You can't keep fucking up. Even when they get older, they're watching you. Even though you don't think they do, they do. My daughter sees everything I fucking do. That's why I can't break down in front of her because my daughter's watching me and I got to stay strong for her. And you just can't seem to, to think of your kids. If anything, think of your daughters. How would they feel? You, you, you didn't grow, your mom died when you and Matt were still young. What would happen if you died and these girls, how would these girls go without the rest of their life without their father? Well, that's a choice that he has to make, unfortunately. As um, nonchalant as it sounds, some people, like I said, that love and admiration is not enough to save him. He has to save himself. And some he's people get better. He's not going to get better until he realizes he has a problem. Until then, it's not going to happen. It's just going to keep going. And he's got to. He's got to give it up. I'll tell you what he has to do. First of all, he does need to go to rehab to get clean. He needs to dry himself out from the liquor. Um, he needs to have somebody who is um, coaching him keeping him on the straight and narrow. His brother is not the one. Um, he needs to um, he need to give up wrestling. If he go back to AEW and have one more match, that needs to be it. That needs to be it. No ladder matches, none of that crazy bullshit. Finish out your career and retire and be done with it. You got nothing left to prove. There's nothing else left. I mean, it's absolutely pathetic that, you know, I want to say, I want to put some of this, not all of it, but I want to put some of it on Matt because y'all could have finished up your careers in WWE where you started because all the time y'all <laughs> talked about y'all wanted to go home. Y'all wanted to be home. You went to WWE. You came back. You had one of the best, if not one of the loudest, ovations at Wrestlemania when you guys came back you guys could have ended it right there but I'm seeing the Hardy Boys on Indie Show promotion posters it's just like y'all didn't need to do that and Tip is right y'all could have started a wrestling school y'all could have been teaching people but you out here doing dumbass things and you know what I just, I just, I just want to say I just want to say one more thing to Matt and Rebby because I know Rebby loves trying to take the fucking high road and I know I insulted her but I just remember this bitch how about you don't talk shit about people having legal issues when your mugshot is easily googled you and your husband after y'all both beat the shit out of each other mm. what's that saying people in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks or something like that 
my thing is why are you calling, like my thing is why are you what why are you throwing shade at his brother on social media when Matt Hardy can injure his damn self? He's made that perfectly clear. That concussion he suffered in that damn match in the stadium, mm-hmm. that was him. He was by himself. <laughs> One no Jeff. He was by himself fucking himself up. Okay. She didn't come for Sammy Guevara though. She never said yes, one she damn did. thing about Sammy. Did she? She did. Yeah. When she went up to AEW fight, when she when was Matt going at his neck too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody was responsible. That's why we were all shook because we were like, when Rebby Hardy starts making sense, you know it's bad. Yeah. Right? I'm scared of that bitch. No, because fuck her. Another bulldog bitch. If you got issues, like even if you're joking, it was a poor piss poor joke, and you don't say that kind of shit, Carol Baskins. You don't do that. You mad disrespectful, and this this is what I don't understand, Matt. For you to love your brother so much, you're trying to get him away from WWE. You sure don't have no problem with your bitch of a wife disrespecting? Cause she got his balls in her purse, dude. No, what she got is a sack of sperm. Okay, because every time you turn around, that whole end up pregnant. She is nothing but a goddamn baby factory. She do nothing but ingest sperm and produce children. Like a Pez dispenser. Didn't they say that she's basically just like a not hot version of Lita? I, I don't know. I just that family is basically country trash with access to hot topic accessories. That's exactly what they fucking are. Child. And the more I say that to myself, it's the best way I can refrain from getting upset over fucking bullshit. I mean, okay, it, it's like one thing like Moss going to fucking uh, rehab because he, he admitted he had a problem. And now you know he hopefully he sees that you know when he has Renee he has his daughter and you know he he's still doing crazy shit too yeah but he looks a lot better though I'm glad that he's healthy and he's happy I don't I don't know I'm not gonna sit here and dictate and say just because you know you're you're automatically a bad person if you have an addiction because you're not but God damn it, get your fucking shit together. No, I don't think you're a bad person, but it's you're not you're not fighting to to control the narrative, if that makes sense. No. And you're I- willingly caving over to to the addiction. And I know that it's hard. I am not by any means making it seem like it's the easiest thing in the world for you to just get your shit together. And, you know, stop, stop drinking. Like, obviously it's easy. Like, put the alcohol down. No, it's hard. It's hard because the body is used to it. It's reliant on it and you need it. You're craving it. You have to have it. So I understand that wholeheartedly. But what I don't understand is you put getting your, if you want to drink and drink yourself to excess, why do you have to get behind the wheel of a car? Well, that's, here's, that's what I don't get. Here's what really, here's what really pissed me off. Cause um, I read somewhere that you have um, when you get DUIs, 
you have to have some sort of look I remember I forgot the name of it apparently he has something in his car like most you know most people do I think it's a thing you have to like blow into to make sure your car would even start Mm-hmm. I only saw this in one place so I'm not saying it's fact but apparently Jeff had one in his car and it was disabled I've only seen it from one source so I, and it was on Twitter so I, I, I that's why I didn't bring it up but it's just like more and more I think of this I didn't see that in um, any of the articles that I read. That's why I said I saw it on Twitter. So, but so um, I'm not sure, but I know that that is true. If you're getting caught getting DUIs too many times, they will put that in your car. It won't start unless you. Yeah, you have to breathalyze it. Um, who Bobby Brown has that, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who has it. Well, um, I've been sitting on this for a while, so um, and I, I'm actually not afraid to say anything about it now. Remember how I told you guys uh, back in, what, 2018, I saw, I met Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Well, I don't give a fuck cause at this point. So, um, met Jeff Hardy. He did his little singing tour thing that he likes to do every once in a while. And people were buying him drinks at the bar. And he wasn't really doing, he, he didn't, I didn't see him taking it, but I was just like, come the fuck on, man. The guy just got out of rehab again. Like, stop. So I am going to the bathroom and I walk by his dressing room and I kind of peek in because, you know, you do that sometimes. The door was open. And that thing was full. When I tell you full of fucking beer, I was just like, oh, this ain't good. This I'm not surprised. Shit. Didn't say shit. I just was just like, you know what? Whatever. So later on that night, I go to pick up Daryl. And we stop at this gas station. Now, this is like two o'clock in the morning, okay? So I go and pick up Daryl. He needs to stop at the gas station. So I stop at the gas station for him. And I turn it up and I'm looking out the driver's side window. And there is like a bunch of guys that I'm like, I recognize as like the road crew for Jeff Hardy. And one of them comes out and I'm not even joking. He had beer stuffed under his arms like he was going to a fucking frat party at UT. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, guess that was a fucking lie. Okay. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, that's got to charge that to the game, babe. Mm. We got enablers around him. Nobody's telling him no. They want to get paid. Yeah. They do told. Um, anything like the the sick offense are going to end up having him kill somebody. Well, this this charge, this last DUI he got, that is a felony. So he either is going to be on probation, 
or he gonna do some time. But well, one way or another, he gonna get clean. Because <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, he. This is what this is the third time within the last ten years. Ten years. But he's had a DUI within the last five years. And this is this is the second one within the last five years, but it's the third one within the last ten. Then if he, he gets off easy, he got a very good lawyer and a really good legal team. Well, you know what? If he, you know what? No, he needs to go through detox in a fucking jail cell, not by anybody. He needs to be in a what? A ten by eight room. Go through withdrawal there. He fucking deserves it. I, I have nothing toward him anymore. He wants to be stupid and, and you know, y'all are right. He wants to be stupid and fuck up his life. That's not, no concern of mine. If anything, I just cry over another dead wrestler for about a day and then I move on with my life. Just because they're dead don't mean I am. That's true. And, and I know that sounds dark as shit, but that's what it comes down to. No, I mean, that's just true too. Yeah. Can't live your life by how of the the, uh, the decisions that other people make. That's a decision. It's dark as shit, told. but you can't save everybody. He chose to do that. He chose to put the bottle to his mouth. He chose that. This is the life he chose. So he has to deal with the consequences. And he ain't got to deal with it. I'm not going to. I got enough shit I got to deal with. I am not going to take on yo motherfucking bullshit too. It's either you shit or you get off the pot, bro. You grown ass adult. You should know fucking better. Unless you got kids and a wife. I, at the bare minimum, Alexis is right. If you can't do it for yourself, you should do it for your kids. But he should love himself enough to do it for himself first. But I hope you do get it together. And that's all I can say about it. If y'all want to apologize to us, we will gladly take cash. We can give you our Venmo, our cash app. Y'all can give it to the For everyone who calls me an Adrian cunt, I will take my apologies Excuse cash. me? That's what I was what? called. They called you a what? They called an you a e-drone cunt. What the fuck is that? E-drone? What the fuck is E-drone? That's what people call the that's what people call WWE people or WWE shows. They call them the E-drones. Are you? Oh, E-drone. E-drone. Wow. Why does that sound like some kind of like futuristic drug? Right. Right? I'm like, I'm not the only one who's taking that, right? No. But I'm just saying, for everyone who called me that, I will take my apologies in cash. Thank you very much. I don't want your money, bitch. I'll take your money. I'll take your money. I don't want your money. Period. It's y'all probably don't have sense. any money. That's the problem. No, I don't want your money. You can kiss my ass. That's that's what you can do. You can kiss my ass because I was right. <laughs> Alexis is right. Cole is right. We, go, we were right. And you can Everybody kiss my ass. Everybody was right. You know, Don will that's, be in here saying, I'm right, bitch. Get on, get on your knees and kiss my ass. <clears throat> Everyone that's line up. Y'all can come fucking clean my house. And every time some shit like this go down and one of us or all of us say something, we take all the brunt and heat. 
and mm-hmm. we be getting disrespected. And then when it come out, we was right. It's mom's the word. Because that motherfucker who was mm-hmm. going at my neck writing all them goddamn haikus and sonnets on Twitter ain't said a goddamn word. Mm. Mom's the word. Absolutely Like Doja Cat said, seven-page text, could have wrote a book, should have made a bag. Well, facts. Then you in my DMs talking about, well, I feel like Jess shouldn't wrestle no more. You think, bitch? Mm-hmm. You think? I told you that last year. Mm-hmm. We've been saying mm-hmm. that since he brought his ass back. Mm-hmm. Yo, and then he sit up and he say shit like, well, I feel like he could go for the title again. You want Jeff Hardy to be champion again. This is also the same yeah, people who to be want... champion now. These are also the same people who want a 60-year-old man to be champion in AEW. But y'all ain't got room to talk. He could have been champion right now. He could have been champion right now. Tomorrow, well, says it's 12, today, he would have been champion at 9 o'clock when they put the damn tag team title match on. He would have been champion. It wasn't enough. His ass still got drunk and drove his car. So now what? I don't, I don't, no bitches and no cares, honestly, at this point. Because what, what the fuck do you guys expect to, to get out of us? All you're going to get is I told you so. Like, I took my Hardy Boys necklace that I got at WrestleMania. The WrestleMania Matt came back after all that bullshit with Lita and Edge. And... I fucking threw it in my closet. I don't want to see it. I don't care. Matt Hardy can fucking have 50 goddamn kids figure out a way to fucking take care of them. They ain't my fucking kids. I don't fucking care. Well, Reddy said he a millionaire, so... Right. Apparently. Why don't you stop buying all that fucking designer shit and take care of your kids, Reddy? It might be knockoffs. You don't know. She seems like a knockoff bitch. She's a knockoff bitch. She'll buy fucking. She'll buy fucking Gucci out of the bag of someone's trunk and try to push it off as real fucking bitch. I don't like her. Well, on that note, not a material girl. Bitch, I'm more of a material girl (laughs) than that bitch. Material materials, bitch. I have Jeffrey. I have Jeffrey Star's makeup. He's support a fucking racist. And from what I hear about, no, you know what? I ain't gonna say shit about Rebby because she ain't worth the fucking, she ain't worth the fucking energy. No, nah, fuck Carol Bass. All right, fuck that bitch. Okay. I think she, she's fucking racist as hell. I've heard stories about people talking about her. But you know well, what? Let her live on cloud nine right now because she thinks she's all that because she knows how to put her legs behind her head for her husband. <laughs> Karma will come and get her. I ain't worried about Bitch, her. everybody know how to do that. It's bitches who ain't got no husbands who know how to do that. That's well, see, like, well, she, she's the she's the baby, the hearty baby factory. Child. Back so blown Dude, out. Don't, she got the raise kids. There's no shade. I ain't talking about nobody's kids, but you got to produce them children to be productive adults. And from the way that they act and how they are, I don't have high hopes, but I hope that those kids have a fair shot. That's all that I can say on that. She can produce all the kids she wants to, but they have to come out and be quality human beings. With the way that she is, I doubt it. 
I feel sorry for them kids. It's the best way to say it. I don't know. It was blown out more of her back or her vagina. Jesus. Okay, we're going to go. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna get into a fight. Because so Alexis gonna start roasting a woman, and we ain't got time. This ain't the roast no, session. No, I ain't, I ain't gonna roast her. I'm just gonna throw her ass into an open flame and see what happens. Jesus, y'all follow us on social media. Follow us on Down for the Count Nineteen on Twitter at ID4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to rate on our podcast. That really helps us get out there. And it'll help us focus more on the podcast so we have more episodes out. The more this can become a job or something that we can be paid from and not just a hobby, then you guys will get more content from us and more dedication from us. And, you know, we fully dedicated to the podcast and y'all can get that content on a weekly basis, sometimes two or three episodes a week, you know? Mm-hmm. You gotta help us get our stuff out there, so... When you see it, share it. Um, when you hear it, make sure you share it. Make sure you share it on social media. And like I said, please rate it so that it can be pushed up in the algorithm of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. On that note, we're going to go. I hope you guys had a good night and you enjoyed the show. You know, a quick recap, fuck Revy Hardy, you know. Uh, <laughs> and um, we're going All to bed. All my homies hate Revy Hardy. <laughs> right. We're going we to go to bed. Um, we hope Jeffrey gets some help and, you know, fuck Jericho because that nigga on some bullshit too. Right. And Michelle McCool. Or, right. sorry, Michelle McChicken. Yeah, definitely <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> oh, her and Reddy would get along so well. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because we're going to get into a lawyer situation. We ain't got the funds for that. Don't worry because the roast sessions will be next week. And yeah. we'll roast yeah. We'll roast Revy Hardy and Michelle I'm, McCool, and we'll find a couple others to roast. Waiting on that bitch. But um, y'all have a good night. We out. Peace up. Eight times down. Eight times down. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>